Well, hello there, Mark, and Merry Christmas. I mean, what? Well, hello there, Johnny and Felice Navidad. <laughs> um, I-, I would just like to say we are here to honor all those soldiers who fell in in mem- in memorial for them on this Fourth of July. Uh, I I think Saint Patrick said it best when he said, "My Valentine is you, Mark." I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm trying really hard to go for like the weirdest cold open ever because this is probably one of the weirdest things we've ever done, isn't it? Or we could go. Ha- Someone's got a birthday. I wonder who. <laughs> a podcast has a birthday. I wonder who. Okay, yours makes way more sense than mine. <laughs> yes welcome back to the dangle podcast um what is usually a weekly king of the hill podcast where i mark and my good buddy johnny we take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic king of the hill and talk about the goods the bads the highs the lows hit it with our rating system yada 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 you know what this is that's not what today is um today when this episode drops the dangle podcast will be what john that's right two years old yeah. And that's that's crazy. So to commemorate this momentous, cromulent event, we are doing a mailbag episode. We put the call out to you, listeners, and you did not disappoint across our Twitter, across our Instagram, across our Facebook. Um, no one emailed. An email. Nobody likes no? email. <laughs> did we? No, maybe not. I didn't see. I don't know. You Maybe you were watching closer than I was. Yeah. <laughs> I know we did to ask people I like a billion getting... times, like, "Hey, just please, someone talk to us." And yeah, yeah, we got we got quite a few responses. <laughs> it turns out when you're annoying, people respond to it. Where do you want to go? You just want to reach in this bag and pull out a question? I I think we should. Uh, I think we just got a letter, and I wonder who it's from. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a blues clue. <laughs> Not one blue clue. <laughs> Read the damn letter, John. Okay, so from our good pals at Reboot Deboot, they asked, out of every episode of King of the Hill, which one single episode do you believe encapsulates the show and gives the best perspective of what King of the Hill should be or is at, at, or is at its best? Excuse me, that was awful. I have mush mouth this afternoon. Um, <laughs> Wow, Reboot Deboot, swinging the... the like double barrel right out the gate here that's a hell of a question um take some some pondering for me at least but i've I've got a pretty solid idea of of what my quintessential episode is how about you mark yeah i got a solid one go ahead take it away buddy okay um so i i don't think this is going to be a shock to anybody who's listening to listened to two years of the dangle podcast but I'm going to reach out on a limb and I'm going to say it's a firefight and we will go. That to me is probably the greatest King of the Hill episode of all time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why? Why does that fit into that? Why? What makes that the best or like the best one single episode, like the one you got to show? So if I if I were to give you my elevator pitch for King of the Hill, it's going to be to be basically um, you have middle suburbia dad, uh, mom, dad, kid, um, guy who is just middle class every man. You know, he's he's your your 
your everyday hero, right? Um, mm-hmm. Something that everybody the, that's in the high, that's in the low, like the high people, like people in the higher stratosphere knew what it was like to have a parent like that or a grandparent like that. The people in the lower stratosphere, that's what they're striving to achieve. That symbol, that, that semblance of the American dream, right? It's mom, dad, kid. And King of the Hill is an exploration of just how banal that can be and how boring that can be while at the same time showing that not, life doesn't always have to be jumping a shark. Um, there are moments okay. in our lives where we can celebrate it has jumped the shark. We ha- we Everybody has that story from when they were eight years old and their uncle did something crazy like run through a plate glass, glass window. Um, everybody has that one story of, of when they they went with a friend in the middle of the summer out to their friend's like lake house or on a boating trip or something like that. And they accidentally saw their, their friend's cousin's tits. Like we've all got these moments, these like shiny little nuggets in our own brains of what it was like growing up in something like a middle-class family. And King of the Hill does the best job in my mind of pointing out how average is some of the, best life you're ever going to live and this episode in particular firefight and we will go it it like oh man does that just it pushes the the limits where it needs to but it stays pretty well grounded in in what it is um the guys want to volunteer and help out their community we i don't know about you mark i grew up with my dad and he was friends with a lot of people in our alley quote unquote alley it was a cul-de-sac but he knew everybody he knew the, the neighbor across the way they they like did um, uh, Taekwondo or Kendo or something with each other. He, I don't know. He had a scream of sticks in a house for some reason. Uh, the, the dude that was like across the street, his name was Wayne and he like worked on a bunch of cars and shit. The one that was next door to us used to own a liquor store. So my dad like would go and take all these, these liquor bottles that had busted up labels and just like go to town because they were free. Um, Like he's got all sorts of stupid stories. So the idea that these guys could all come together one day in their, early to mid thirties and go, yeah, we're going to help out our community. They need somebody to go and make sure the firehouse doesn't burn down. (laughs) Hint, hint, wink, wink. (laughs) And they all were different enough people that no matter what would have happened, I doubt they would have burned the house down. That's the TV part of this. Um, But something would have happened and they all would have had a different way of how this was going. They all would have gone home and told their wives a different story. We just happened to see all four of those stories. Um, you know, nobody really gets okay. like put on the hook for this. Nobody has a whole shitload of consequences because they burned a building down. Um, you get some of the greatest like character development ever. It's incredibly memorable because for so many people who had been watching this show, this is the moment that everybody had been wanting for four seasons, five seasons. I don't remember where firefighting lies. Um, but we finally get our boom. Howard talks like a normal free person. Right. That is so memorable for so many people with this show. But it's to me, this shows me just how how much fun it is to live in a middle class life, how much fun it is to just go out and do something silly and stupid with your friends. Um, It harkens me back to a time where we didn't have to take everything quite so seriously and we could do shit that would probably get us canceled now. But at the time, we could just let it roll off our our backs. Um, Everybody was a lot less stressed and. As stressed out as Hank Hill is, I think that's the over overlying message in, in this show. So for me, it's firefight okay. and we will go. 
that was a lot of talking and fuck we have so many more questions and i promise they're not all going to have that many um lengthy answers none of them well not all i would say none of them not all of them were quite that well written so thanks reboot deboot mark you you got you said you got an answer for this give me that i gotta stop, stop talking yeah number one that was a shit elevator pitch we're not getting the show buddy that that was a terrible pitch yeah uh, no um <laughs> i love you bud um no uh dances with dogs i think is the best representation Ooh. of an episode of king of the hill um it I go back a lot to what we talk about, like, so you start with the pilot, you take a premise that isn't funny, and they make it funny, like, beating your kidney's gonna get taken because protective services is there, you know, like, it's so... such a middle class There's thing. that. <laughs> such a middle... Yeah, right? <laughs> but, like, you, you have that, or you can have something as, like, banal as Boggle, or, or, or tricking the adult brain of the groundskeeper to think that he's actually keeping the grass on the field pretty and when it doesn't when that doesn't work you get some rednecks to drive through it um so you take stuff that's interesting or that is at heart not that interesting it's mowing a lawn it's cooking in the backyard with your buddies and then you flip it on its head and you go dog dancing that's the thing nobody cares about this and you make a compelling episode um i think everybody in it is used really good and all the characters are used to their strengths okay um, yeah, so that's, I would say Dances with Dogs. I, I love it. Yeah. No, that's a, that's definitely a, a solid, solid episode. Um, you get a little taste of everybody and, and their styles in that, which is really kind of cool. Yeah, I just, I don't know, it's, I don't know, when we did that one, I blue flamed it and it really stuck in my craw. Is like, I think this might be the best episode of King of the Hill. I think it was your most unexpected blue flame. Like, I, I think you went into it not thinking even in a million years that's what it was going to get. And when it yes. did, it was just like, okay, you have proven yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's anyway, moving Good on. Good call. Um, This is from listener K and Johnny. Why are you mad at the WWE game? Because I'm fucking terrible at it. And I thought I was kind of okay. And Mark just like pushed my shit in one time and just... It ruined it for me. I haven't played a wrestling game since. Pretty sure I, I sold my WWE game I was playing. Oh, wow. Eh. No, I, I lie. I, I have played a wrestling game since. Oh, no. I played AEW Fight Forever <laughs> last year at Gamescom. I was really fucking bad at that, too. So maybe I'm just really bad, and I had way too much hubris when I came in. When I came in swinging that, that big old WWE fucking I, Hulk Hogan-sized dick. Ultimate Warrior-sized dick, excuse me. I need something bigger than Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey guys, I, I'm just bad at wrestling and it's a very fun, silly, personal story. That's all. Um, Mark from listener Ryan Hall. Um, when, when you complete the main show, are you going to start covering the reboot? Maybe some Simpsons, maybe the first eight to 10 seasons would probably be good for most people. How do you want to, how do you want to call that? And uh, keep in mind, I get to veto your ass if I don't agree. You know where I stand on this one. I Even if a couple weeks ago you pointed out that they didn't cancel King of the Hill for Cleveland show, I think it's important to see what the new king looks like sitting on the throne, so to speak, of the 6 p.m. time slot. I mean, my answer is still a, a glaring now, 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 now. But we'll, we'll see. We're, we've still got a couple of months. You can still try and we weevil my way in there. <laughs> First season. That's all I want. Just first season. Um, 
Uh, yeah, honestly, I mean, you and I, we've kicked around a couple of different ideas here. Uh, you and I have talked about a Dragon Ball Z one that's a little bit more long-term, or long-form. Um, we've talked about doing episodes of The Simpsons uh, three at a time. Um, we've talked about doing a limited run of Simpsons that's just Halloween specials, because yep. you and I fucking love Halloween specials. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about Naruto. We've talked about Naruto. Spartacus, Blood and Sand, because I haven't rewatched that since you and I lived together like 10 years ago. Like there's guys, there's there's something that's going mm-hmm. to show back up. I don't think uh, I'm just going to disappear from the face of the earth. And you know, fucking Mark can't because this guy's addicted to this stuff at this point. Um. <laughs> oh, I need this. Yeah, like um, this is <laughs> keeping old I Mark going. Really, as far as where where Mark and I end up landing after dang old podcast, if for some magical reason it, it, that the King of the Hill reboot continues without Johnny Hardwick and that the writer strike hasn't completely just murdered it and we see it in the next year. Yeah. Expect Mark and I to do it. It's not going to be the same format as this. Cause I don't want to burn through two episodes at a time. Um, at the same token, I wouldn't hold your breath because there's a lot of money wrapped up in a lot of shit. And the longer it stays on the shelf, the longer people go, I don't want to put my money in this anymore. It's not making me money. So I would not be surprised, especially with Hardwick just yeah. passing away. RIP Johnny. Um, if he, it, like, if, if the whole thing R. just R. gets shit canned, I'm secretly hoping for that. I think we just need to end it where it ended, and I don't want to see a reboot. Been pretty outspoken about that. But, regardless, look up... Uh, oh? To, to be, be fair, fair though... Huh? Well, to be fair, we're well, we're going to watch the reboot when it, it comes out. That's it King is. of the Hill, so we're going to... Um, when... When it drops, not so much if, but when it does drop, then we will cover it. But who yes, knows how could, long that will be? It could be next year. It could be ten years from now. Like, yeah. Um, but I would keep you guys' uh, 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 X Twitter Twitter X. Go and give it to you feeds open. Um, look, take a look at. Yeah, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> uh, take a look around. Probably November. I bet you that's when Mark and I'll have something kind of nailed down, and we'll be ready to announce what we want to do because. I think we're good almost to the new year, and that's when we'll finally be uh, pulling the plug on the dangle. That's where we'll have uh, the re- rest of our episodes done. Yeah. I think Mark and I have one or two specials we want to work on, just kind of addressing the whole process. But yeah, so uh, keep uh, Ryan Hall, everybody else that's wondering that question, keep an ear out. We will let you know. Um, Moving on. And by all means, please throw out your suggestions. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. Maybe there's something that we're not talking about. Maybe there's something we're not seeing. I... Friends, we ought to watch Friends, Johnny. You hate that show. I'm watching it with Amanda. I hate that show. Why is it so good? I don't know. It's terrible, but boy, that's a <laughs> beloved adult comedy classic. Man, I need I need someone from the dang old podcast community to come out and say they haven't hated every moment of the last three seasons of this so far for me to even attempt Friends because I will be so pissed <laughs> off the whole time. If you guys like the last three seasons of Dangle, then by all means, I could do a Friends podcast, but you're going to fucking hate it. <laughs> Only season 10 was bad. Ugh. Season 11 was great. We can pretty much agree. It's, like... it's true. It's true. Um, okay, so from question or question from BW, if you were a potato, how would you be cooked? Uh, and I would be parboiled and then smashed. Mark, how about you? Okay. Yeah, steak fries, then loaded with chili. Fuck, okay. <laughs> I love it. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Listener LS asks, what is your dream wrestling match? I'm assuming they mean, like, actual wrestling, not like Cthulhu versus Pikachu. <laughs> I, um, yes, okay. So I would say... I would say WCW Rey Mysterio versus any uh, peak Macho Man. Just peak Macho Man. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That that would be... With special guest referee um, Dusty Rhodes, and we are miking Dusty Rhodes. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so uh, mine is a fatal three-way. Um, you're okay. going to get mid nineties, like early in the heart foundation, um, Brett, the Hitman heart, uh, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be like him in his prime, you know, Owen's still around and all that sort of shit. You're getting like peak right. Owen Hart. Owen, wow. Um, peak Brett Hart. And he's going to go up against the American dragon, Brian Danielson, and this is American Dragon Brian Danielson, like Ooh. fresh out of 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 like England, Ooh. where he has learned all of his technical prowess and is still like doing shit with, was it what was it Impact that he did stuff with for fucking ever? Yeah, you're talking about like ROH. Times, ROH, right? thank, not Impact. ROH. That's exactly what. Yes, thank you. So ROH before he even even came close to the Yes era in WWE, like young as fuck. I'm gonna head dive everywhere, Brian Danielson. Um, and then their third <laughs> match or third participant is going to be NJPW uh, One Winged Angel era Kenny Omega from about five years ago. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be fucking stupid and technical, and everybody is going to be submitting everybody. And with any luck, we're going to see somebody do like a, I don't know, a quadruple Boston Crab somehow. Like, it's going to be the most insane fucking thing in the world. That's my dream match. And then we're going to resurrect the great Kali and put Chris Benoit's mentality into him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one way to solve our overpopulation oh. problem. Um, Mark, we're going to move on. Flying headbutts everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, next one. JL asks, Dale has a lot of... No, I chose to ignore it. <laughs> Dale has a lot of conspiracy theories. Do you? I do. Um, my biggest one, my biggest and bestest is that um, we didn't land on the moon in July 1969. We faked that landing because we needed to beat the Soviets. And then after we landed, quote unquote, then we went back up and actually did it. Interesting. But the first one was a wash. The first one was just to win that space race. Then we won. We beat them. They stopped trying, and then we're like, all right, now we got some time to fall back and regroup. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. How about you, buddy? Um, I'm, I am 99% sure, I, I, I have a very, very strong conviction here, um, that almost every single professional sport is rigged. Every single Ooh. fucking professional sport is rigged. Um, it's not just WWE where the outcome is predetermined. It's the same in UFC. It's definitely the same in boxing. Like fighting sports, that's super fucking easy. You pay a dude to take a dive. He makes it look realistic. Cool, guy can take a punch. It's done. Um, but I genuinely believe there are economic factors as to why certain teams win certain titles. I also believe that uh, depending on current events, the quote-unquote mojo that brings teams to win championships is 
that's kind of what dictates it sometimes, especially if it happens halfway through the season or right at the beginning of a season. Mm -hmm. My two big notable examples here, the year that Houston got flooded as fuck because of a hurricane, the Houston Astros won the championship for they won the World Series. Uh, like two years before that. Same thing with um, Katrina and the Saints, right? I'm uh, pretty sure, yeah. Um, two years-ish yeah. before that, during Patriots Day. What happened during the Boston Marathon? They got fucking bombed. Hey, guess what? Who won the World Series the year Boston got bombed? I bet it was the Red Sox. Yeah, it was. It was the Red the, Sox. The Red Sox? Uh, I, I genuinely think that professional sports... It's it's the economic powers that that be that pull all these strings, and yes, there is a certain. So what happened? What happened to make Denver win uh, NBA this year then? Um, because we're in a. a... You really want me to go off on this? Because you're gonna have to start bleeping shit. <laughs> he can't say the word Lauren Bobert. I I genuinely want to say because we have the most exciting white player since Larry Bird. And half the country so is win. super fucking racist right now. So they want to make sure that they are at least. So you're like you're like real race. deep into this, okay? Yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah. Like, if I had to guess why, huh. it's because Nikola Jokic. He's he's an Eastern European fucking white mammoth of a dude that is super like light spoken and super easy for conservatives to like in a sport that they historically fucking hate. Okay. Anyway. Okay. That's my conspiracy theory. Almost every professional sport is uh, is fixed. I also believe that J.K. Rowling didn't write any of her books except for the first three Harry Potters. You're going to Shakespeare, J.K.? I'm I'm 99.9% sure that she didn't write anything from the fourth on. Uh, she may have had the influence and she may have thought of the ideas, but there's no fucking way you improve that much with that much pressure on you. The Dangle podcast would beg to differ, sir. <laughs> okay, we're moving on, Mark. You got the next one here. Um, who has more bastards, Cotton or Boomhauer? Uh, technically, I'm going to say I'm going to say Cotton. He's been known to give a woman amnesia. He does, and we actually get to see and confirm his bastards. Because Junkie Joe is, in fact, one of them. We get Kid Howard. Yeah, he's never confirmed, though. That's, 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 okay. That's it's cool. non-canonical, cool. Mark. Non-canonical. Uh, next question here. MS asks, uh, Mark, do you still think Bill's dad is a serial killer? No. I think he might be a pedophile, but not a serial killer anymore. I, I am inclined to agree with you here. Um, the stuff that we have heard about bill's dad definitely leans more towards groomer or pedophile or somebody that's really obsessed with tiny humans let alone just not not necessarily killing them just yeah being being gross with them and pretty pretty dresses but there is also a cool like subplot there where like gilbert and papa dibetrove like would you know hide bodies in the swamps because they operated as a pair of killers yeah yeah whatever okay <laughs> um, it's from listener O.M. If Lucky appeared sometime between the decline and fall of Peggy Hill and returning Japanese, would you like him more? Uh, I'm going to say yes, because there's no way that he sticks around as long as this show has gone. 
He wouldn't have married Luann. If he did, then they both would have been gone and we wouldn't have seen him for the last three seasons. Okay. The earlier you introduce him, the earlier he's gone. All right, so assuming he's got to, like, play out his, you know, destiny. Yeah. And he goes to the end. Do you still like him? Mm, probably not. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if there's any more character progression they could have given Lucky that would have made me like him any more than I do right now. And right now it's a passing fancy. I don't despise Lucky, but he is. He, eh. I see him in an episode and I, I still visibly cringe and shudder. What about you, buddy? Mm -hmm. I think maybe. I don't know. I know how wishy-washy that is. If you get... So, I think if Lucky's there, I'm going to say that Lucky shows up... Oh, I don't know. Let's say... Somewhere around the events of Jane and Jane. Maybe Lucky works on Strickland's ranch. Okay. The, the emu ranch, right? Maybe he works there... And then you kind of, like, introduce a character. It's like, but if you kill these emus, I'm not going to have a job. Then, you know, something like that, maybe. I don't. I know we're, like, fundamentally rewriting a character or something. Well, I mean, what if we put him at Peggy maybe, Sugarfoot? Maybe, I, I don't know. He can be... We could do that. We could do that, yeah. Like, he could just be at Sugarfoot's or something, yeah. just all the time there. Maybe he can be related to the sauce man. As I say, he's, he, he's a sauce man. <laughs> um, but maybe he shows up that way and, like, because... You and I were really good about tracking Luann's, like, descent into madness. And for a minute there, Luann was having a really bad go of it, but especially, like, fun with Jane and Jane and Pygmalion. Yeah. So her brain was pretty much, like, fractured. Okay. Um, And so maybe if Lucky had been slow and been, like, a gradual burn and he's always around and, you know, like, eventually, we'll say season eight. Right with Redneck on, and then pick it up with Redneck on Rainy. Give us, like, three seasons of, like, easing into Lucky and his existence instead of just, this guy's name is Lucky, Luann is instantly in love with him. <laughs> and then, as of care, taking care of business, then it's not such a dramatic, like, we're together thing. Okay. So, maybe, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, it's, I, it's... What if Lucky were Jimmy Witchard? That's the that's the answer we're looking for here. What if Lucky were Jimmy Witcher? Well, I think I think part of this really goes to how how much do we want to see Luann involved with him, and how natural does it look? We walked in like nobody ever has this conversation about about uh, Buckley. Part of it's because Buckley dies. Like you just don't have to think about him anymore. But also part of it, I think, is they're also the same age. It, yes, but I th I, th I think even more so, Buckley is introduced as her boyfriend in the very beginning. He's in the fucking pilot's uh, intro sequence. Like, he is already established. Cool, we don't have to go through this weird growing pain of, oh, but he we think he's bad. Yeah, we already know he's bad. Hank says it, like, two seconds into the pilot. Oh, God, look who's back. You know? Um, mm -hmm. We have to learn all that about Lucky and then form an opinion based off of everybody else. And if we if somebody we don't like like, say, Nancy is the one who gives us our opinion on Lucky. I'm probably not going to listen to her opinion. I'm going to want to rebel against it. Okay. So, yeah, it it's it's interesting. He, Lucky is an interesting design and interesting character to bring in halfway through the series and then hold until the end. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the next one here. TW asks, um, yeah. why do you start swearing? Because in Good Hill Hunting, up until Good Hill Hunting, I had edited out all the fucks. 
and I would beep them. And we, when we started, we said we're only going to go to an episode. And you and I got super horned up during Good Hill Hunting, and it became tedious to edit out all the fucks, so I just said fuck it, and that's where we're at. It became a mature-rated podcast. <laughs> Honestly, that's uh, that's probably the best reason I can think of to not censor yourself. Yeah, this got really boring and tiring to try and censor myself, so I'm just not going to do it anymore. Uh, to be honest, guys... Well, you know, if this was a history podcast or something, like if this was a thing you could like show to kids... And, you know, like a, a teacher at a high school could be like, all right, guys, we're going to talk about the Trojan War here. But first, let's listen to a couple clips from this really cool podcast. And like, you know, then maybe don't swear. But with this, nobody fucking cares. <laughs> it is a pop culture podcast. And I just cut you the fuck off. No, 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 no. Um, Really, I think you and I can be artists with our use of, of our uh, of our profanity. We do we say the word fuck too many times? Guaranteed. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> But at this point, two, I mean, 200 episodes of King of the Hill behind us, over 100 episodes of, of a podcast, two years into this, um, that's just that's just the way God made me. Yeah, yeah, reckon so. Yeah. Are you going to sing for us now? Nope. I, my, I, I can't, I have no, okay. my voice is nothing like Randy Travis, so I'm not even going to try and, and, and sing him. Maybe karaoke one time, but. Till then, we got another question mark, don't we? Yes, um, you guys are so amazing. How can I pay you money? Good question, listeners. If you want to pay us money so John and I can go do karaoke together. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, best, okay, best guest star as themselves versus their best guest star as the actor. That came from listeners A.K., H C L S C H and H D. That's a popular one. So Johnny, best use of a guest star in character and without. And I think we already both know the answer. In Drew Carey is Hal, um, in character, and Willie Nelson as himself. Um, I'm gonna have to agree on Drew Carey, buddy. Now, Hal is very, but... very good. Hal is, and I will give you Willie Nelson is arguably the the best guest star that's playing himself. Um, because guys, it's mm -hmm. Willie fucking Nelson. You don't get much better than that. Um, but we just saw Diedrich Bader, and Diedrich Bader does he outdoes Drew Carey, and they were on the same damn show. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, okay. either that or 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 I have to give a shout out to our king of propane land, the one, the only Mark. Are you are you talking about Alan Rickman or Billy West? I'm uh, sorry, Alan. Fuck Billy West. I mean, I love Billy West, but no, Alan Rickman. Guys, go back. Oh, and... I was thinking. I was thinking of um, <laughs> I was thinking of you know fucking what's his nuts. J.R. Oh, J.R. And he had all those trailers. No, I, and I love J.R. Or, no, yeah. Whatever. I love J.R. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, like, we've got so many, so many good people. You and I have have sung Chris Rock's praises for his early appearance Chris in Rock, this. Chris um, Rock, um, Polly Shore. No, Polly Shore was a big one. Dude, every single time we hear, just about every single time we hear, um, um, oh my God. Octavio, we, we have to talk about how 
Octavio's based yeah. off of a guy who does another voice for this show. And we love him so, so much. Um, like, there's so many different characters that, like, character actors in this show. But really, I mean, Diedrich Bader does a fantastic job. Alan Rickman does a fantastic job. Go back and listen to our our, our King of Gas episode. Like, we spent, like, a solid five minutes just being obnoxious about Alan Rickman. And we watched that episode twice together. That's true. That's true, we did. <laughs> So there, there's my there's my disagreement with you. But Drew Carey is so fucking solid. Like he fits into this universe seamlessly, probably better than any other character. Mm-hmm. I would say, I don't know. I like I like his sudden appearance and then we never see him again. And it's it's beautiful. Short, sweet, to the point. Well, uh, let's see here. Yeah. We've got another question. OM asks, what Arlen restaurant are you eating at? And what are you eating? Ooh. Um, I'm. I'm eating the Panhandler. I'm eating the the, the five pound steak. No problem. Ooh. Okay. Um. So I'm either going to Sugarfoots and getting ribs, or I'm going and I'm, I know Ooh. I'm looking forward a little bit here. Um. Or I'm going to the big ab- abandoned um. Farmhouse and getting a meatloaf sandwich. Because oh, a meatloaf okay. sandwich sounds okay. really good right now. Guys, I'm craving American food, and meatloaf sandwich doused in barbecue sauce sounds like the greatest American thing I can eat. So, <laughs> yeah. Either that or we can go to Tico's Tacos, buddy. It's all up to you. Ooh, let's go to Tico's. Never mind. Yep, we're going to go there. <laughs> um... Before it was revealed, what did you think Boomhauer did from for a job from JS? Uh, I thought he was a diesel mechanic. Oh, interesting. I thought because he's always working on cars. His obsession is with cars. He's very handy with a lot of that stuff, and he makes a decent amount of money. And diesel mechanics can make a decent amount of money. You know what I mean? Like, he, he can kind mm-hmm. of set his own hours. If he doesn't want to go into the shop for the day, he doesn't have to. He's probably working with a couple of other dudes. So it's like, cool, uh, these guys may not all hang out with the, my, my guy friends out in the alley, but at the same time, like, we could probably all go out and go fishing together or something like that. It, for me, it, it made the most sense because it's it's a solid, steady job for Boomhauer to do that fits in with the rest of the people in the alley, you know? It's, all, it's a service-based that job yeah. that is a little bit higher grade. Um, I know Hank isn't going to look at it like it's as high as propane, but he probably has some admiration for someone like a diesel mechanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. What oh. about you, buddy? Well, I mean, I, well, there's two dogs inside me because now we actually know what he does. We know his real job and it's that he's Rockadillo. Yeah. Um, but before that, I just always thought he was unemployed. I always swore that at some point early on when I was a kid watching this, he said something about, you know, on that dangled unemployment, man. And he okay. just, that was that. Just boom, Howard didn't work. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, sorry, I realized this. I'm the next one here. Uh, let's move on. No, you're good, buddy. Uh, question from CG. Would you rather... Wait in line with Lucky for Brownsville Station for one week or take a shower in Bill's bathroom. The caveat, Mark, is that you are cryptically high for both of them. Oh, God. 
Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I, that's a that's a thinker. They're both going to feel like a shower. week in hell. I'm going to take a shower in Bill's bathroom. I, I am, too. They're both going to feel like it's a, a week long, but at least, like, I won't have to listen to Lucky in Bill's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's gross. I hate that. Screw you, CG, whoever you might be. Yep. Um of the animated Fox dads that have come, gone, and are miraculously still here, where does Hank rank against them all as a husband dad professional? From listener T T. Titty. Um <laughs> You said titty. Um Damn. Okay, so I'm trying to think of, like, who are some of the animated Fox dads that we have had? Um, Peter Griffin. Yeah, Peter um, Griffin, Homer Simpson, Bob Belcher. Stan Smith, Homer, Bob. Like, there's a handful of them. Oh, Oh, Stan, that's right, yeah. Um, Yeah. So as a a dad, I think Hank is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, so start as dad. Okay, okay. Um, he's not the best dad sometimes. In fact, he's a downright shitty dad sometimes. Um, he does have his moments, and yeah. you and I, like, fucking go bananas for them when he is a good dad, because they're really, usually really fucking good. Um, I'm specifically thinking of How to Fire a Rival, and how much we still, two years later, gush about that episode. Um, uh-huh. But... I want to say, as far as other dads go, Homer Simpson almost, maybe is on the same level as him, but Bob Belcher's got him both beat. He's a better dad to his kids most of Yes, he, he is. He is probably the that, best yeah. dad that Fox has ever actually put out in an animated sense. Okay, yeah. yeah. I will I will 100% give you that, yeah. Um, As a husband. Where are, you, where are you putting him on husband, Mark? Hank's the... Hank is the best husband. Like, how much shit does he have to go through with Peggy? Like... You know, between the, you know, all the, the pyramid oppor- or the triangle opportunities and the tanking of the credit and the horrible cook. Okay. And, you know, if we're going to fly the flag of fuck Peggy, which I think we can right now to suit our purposes, Peggy's a terrible wife. Out of all the wives, I think it's like the terrible wife goes Linda, then Peggy, because at least Peggy doesn't sing all the fucking time. Yeah. But, like, you know... She's not a bad wife, but man, she's got to be kind you got to want to be there and Hank wants to be there. Okay. I almost want to give Stan Smith yeah. the edge just because I've seen him don't go to crazy extents for Francine, but I think you may be right. He out of all the classic like dads or husbands, I should say, in these, it's probably him. Um professional. As far as him and his job goes, is this even really a question? Homer is like Homer Simpson's like the worst person at his job. Stan Smith is very good yes. at his job, but like it just he just goes away after a while. Um, Peter Griffiths had like six fucking jobs. Next to Homer Simpson's <laughs> like six hundred. I know it's silly. Um, Who has more jobs, Peggy or Peter? Go, Homer. Um, <laughs> well, yes, but... <laughs> but out of all of them, I mean. It, Nobody, nobody watches King or nobody watches Family Guy and goes, "Oh, 
they're going to make a Pawtucket Patriot joke. Ha, ha, ha. They don't watch it for that. They don't watch The Simpsons for a, a nuclear power yeah. plant joke. Th- they might watch Bob's Burgers for burger puns. I will give Bob that. Because Bob is very much a, a very good professional. He's just terrible at business. Um, but more than almost anything else in this entire show, it is known for propane. So I think that okay. that's a huge thing. I think Hank's got to be up top there. Um, right on. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'd agree with that. Okay. Next. Uh, next question here, and I know I know that this autocorrected to trademark, but I, that makes me very happy because uh, just the statement before it. <laughs> um, next question. You guys aren't as funny as you were in the earlier seasons by uh, somebody named TM. Well, TM, that's not a question, so we're moving on. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, TM. Um, what moment of animation in the series would you want to keep forever in the Library of Congress from S.J.? Ooh. Yeah. It's a, that's Kong's a thinker. funeral joke. Wait, wait, say what now? Oh, Khan's, Khan's funeral uh, joke. Funeral joke. Yes, with the two lions. Yeah, with the with, with the tiger and the, the strawberry, the and he plucks you. it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, there are so many. Is it low hanging fruit to say sundress Luann? Nope. <laughs> um I okay, I'm gonna say the alley confrontation between Alabaster and Hank. I want one single still from that where he is he it's pimp Hank and he is getting all up in Alabaster's business and he is protecting his hose, even that Jasper looking one in the back. Like Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. As far as like the look of that show or like fun colors or ridiculousness, that that's gotta be up there. Um, I'm trying to think of some of our more favorite costume changes throughout this series. I love Bobby as the Tom Landry uh, Longhorn. So if we could get a shot of, of okay. him as the Longhorn, that would be great. Like if it's a sequence, I want to. I want his audition sequence as the Longhorn. Oh, okay, interesting. Um. Yeah. But yeah, either that or Dale Gribble's bare white ass just bush, brushing up against a, a bunch of, of bushes while somebody screams, Wimitanye, Mr. Gribble's ass, Wimitanye. Okay, that's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we got a couple of questions when it comes to the reboot here. Um, okay, so this is a big one. Um, GM, MH, and LP all want us to go back and redo an episode. Am I reading that right? Yeah, so if, like, you and I redid an episode of this, what would we redo? Like, I can think of a couple, maybe. Okay. I wouldn't have been so fucking shithoused for, uh, living on Red's propane and vitamin C. (laughs) Um, (laughs) if we could redo an episode... I know you want to redo the pilot. I I do. I so I do well, mostly for audio quality and because you and I've got our our shit 
kind of yeah, nailed down yeah. at this point. No, honestly, I kind of want to redo Leanne's saga because I feel like I can I can disconnect myself enough from the, the trauma that episode gave me or the ickiness it made me feel that I could give it a bit more of a fair shake. I, it still ne- has never really sat right with me that I have given that a charcoal. Like, I want to own it because I said it and it's into the ether and it can't be unsaid. At the same time, I kind of want to prove that people can change and that palettes can be cleansed. But also, fuck Lee. Okay. Gosh, she's gross. <laughs> um, and then in, uh, another reboot question yeah. here we have from MPBK and IO. In the reboot, what do you want to see Bobby doing for work? Hmm. I know you and I have tossed around food truck a lot. Yeah. I mean, the kid knows how to bake. Yeah. He's got a and barbecue. He's got a talent for it. Um can you imagine like a fresh baked barbecue or a fresh baked bread with with uh his barbecue? Whew. And you do a little bit of cajun in there and he can drop drop down into the fryer some beignets. Like I can see him doing a cajun truck. Um I almost want to see him being like a uh, like a travel agent too, because Bobby is very worldly. Okay. Um, I think he could be successful as a travel agent, something like that. You know, sure, go to New York, go to Wichita Falls, go to Arizona. They don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I want him to be, um, you know, you know, the liver king, right? Yes. Yeah. I want him to be on the other side of that after it's found out that he does all the steroids and he had to move, move back to Arlen in disgrace. <laughs> and like, we start with like ripped to shit Bobby and then like all the steroids wear off and he becomes Bobby the pant load over eight episodes. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I know that they said that reboots are going to be a time skip. We're going to see Bobby. Um, if I may, I mean, if, if I may interject here, I'm not so interested in what Bobby's doing for work. I'm more interested of, of who, what's what and who is going to be around him. I really want to know if it's 15 years in the future, are they going to give him a kid? Right. Because it seems to me like that's... Did him and Marie do. get back together? Mm, yeah. I Marie. I want him to get with Sharice and for Joseph to be the cuckold. <laughs> Gross. Yes. That's right, kids. I'm talking about 13-year-olds <laughs> fucking now. Um, Mark, we got some more questions, yeah? Not really. They're like in their 30s. We got a couple more. Um, I filed this under plot holes. If the wiki's so bad, why does Johnny use it? Um... Because it's the easiest way that I know to get the information I fill in and plug in into my sheet every week. Like, I I can't I can't just directly copy paste shit off of IMDb where I know it's a lot more monitored and and moderated. That's why <laughs> you want the air of mystery. Yeah, you know. Not to mention it it gives me a, a raging brainer and gives me fucking brownie points to just shower all over myself in a very golden way when I get to point something out that's not there. Okay. 
Also, if the wiki's so bad, um, um, who who said who asked this one? TK. If the wiki is so bad, TK, why TK. don't you fix this? Doesn't all have to be because they don't want to register an email. Yeah, that's probably. We already registered the email. Uh, next one here. Hey, Mark, have you ever heard the fan theory that Bill is actually Bobby's dad from F.A.? No. Do you know anything about that? What is that? Is that anything at all, or is it just totally stupid? What I think I know is uh, F.A. stands for fucking asshole, because that's a silly question to ask us. <laughs> uh, welcome, new listeners, maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe possibly. <laughs> Okay, I think we got one more in here, buddy. I'll let you take it. <laughs> wow, this is, like, poetic. This is from DP. When the green dust has settled, and we are all enjoying the long-earned siesta in our piece of the Gatsby collection, do you think this podcast will change your next viewing of King of the Hill? Well, there's some deep pulls. Um, God. Yeah. DP. Thanks for that. Getting in there real deep. Uh, Thanks for that, DP. Wow, Uh, your 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 initials are unfortunate, friend. Um, (laughs) the 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 short answer to this is absolutely. It's going to change how I look at King of the Hill. Um, you can't spend this long with something and dig this deep into it every single week, and spend this much time talking about it without having it color you a little bit. You know, um. What I what I will say for the long run here is I think doing the dang old podcast is going to strengthen my love for this. Even if I even if I were to walk away from this and go, I hate the last three seasons. Like I will never watch the last three seasons ever again. They're all garbage. They ruin the series. Yada yada yada. What I can take away from this is I spent ten seasons of this reinforcing the memories that I had watching it before, but creating new ones as I recorded with my best friend, Mark. And that's super fucking sappy. And I'm expecting to hear some tears on the other end there. But you know, the, the, the real, the real story here is the the memories we made along the way. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But also the green Um, dust. That's fucking great. That's great. Um, without just jumping onto your dick too hard there, everything you said, um, I don't think I can go back to enjoying King of the Hill. Um, I've watched it now at this point with such depth and it's, I don't know. It's, I'll like it. I'll always love it, but I don't know if I can ever sit back down and rewatch it. It's, it's going to be really hard until 2031 when we do the 10 year reboot of Dangle podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, there's there's definitely going to be episodes because I'll still rewatch it. I'm I'm excited to be able to to turn that odometer yet again. Um, but I'm gonna get to to certain episodes like um, like Alan Rickman or or Firefight and We Will Go or or especially any of the ones I did while I was down there in the think hole with. And I just I get to relive those moments of absolute silliness of you and I just like getting stupid and watching King of the Hill together for this, and so. I mean, I, I am. I'm going to enjoy it. It's it's nice. It's nice to make some new memories. I got to meet a lot of new people. You guys, this has been a fantastic community. Um, this mailbag was a huge, huge boon for us. Like, huge. So, we hope you guys yeah. enjoy listening to it. We appreciate all your questions. Yeah. I did see we had one at the very last minute. And, Mark, I'm going to direct this towards you. 
Uh, it's that our podcast sure. seems to have the uh, the tenacity of a runaway freight train. How would you explain this? I reckon it would be stick to and cutting out your friends and family. Because, you know, when Mike Judge calls you to help him reboot the King of the Hill series, do you want to be stuck in some church or synagogue? Hey, I just think we need to take it to those fat cats in Washington, and we're going we're gonna to finally tell them that those taxes are way too damn high. And, you know, if we're not going to do it, we sure as hell know Mary Bailey's not going to do it. So uh, we, <laughs> we need to get Ann Richards back, man. She was hot. Hot. <laughs> that was uh, from Nick. We love you, Nick. Yes, Thanks, thank homie. you, thank you, Nick, a longtime <laughs> friend of the show. We appreciate all your all your input. Um, yeah, and all of our, our regulars that that reach out to us, we we appreciate you guys. We love hearing from you. Um, hopefully, you asked us some questions because you know we probably won't do another <laughs> two year anniversary of this. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I guess that's about it buddy um do you still like our listeners most of them <laughs> most of them yeah I, I i only have issues with ones that that uh project their own personal failures especially in business ventures on us as our fault because we have an opinion but yeah most of them we're cool what about you buddy <laughs> i still love our listeners at least 80 percent of them <laughs> Well, I'm sure at least 80% of them love us. Uh, that's why they tune in every week to the Dang Old Podcast. Um, but, you know, you don't just have to tune in. You can reach back out to us as well. We are on X Twitter, Twitter X, X go and give it to you. I already made that joke, but I'm making it again because it's so good. You needed to hear it twice. Uh, we are at Dang Old Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. We are uh, on Facebook. We have a uh, group dangle podcast we're also on gmail dangle podcast at gmail.com you want to reach out to me i am on instagram i am kraut ball kraut is the sour kraut ball is the swedish meatball and uh yeah i i know i just kind of jumped right into our, our finale here is there anything else you want to say mark I, I feel like i may have jumped the proverbial shark oh no not at all you didn't parachute that shark out of a plane over me at all no no <laughs> to steal your line from Godzilla. Um, no, really, just find me at Marky Stardust. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for writing in. Um, and thank you for being there. We love you guys. Johnny, thank you, buddy. This has been amazing. Here's to at least until December. Hell yeah. And then wherever the world may take us. Might just take us to the park where we get to hang out with Mordecai, Rigby, and Muscle Man. Or maybe it takes us to the end of the rainbow. <laughs> yes, yes. Very good. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. See you guys. <laughs>